The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. We're talking best players on the worst teams. We're going to be joined by Josh Muller to talk all things AL East and other Major League Baseball news. And then we'll close it all down with your ever-so-favorite ads and drops segment. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Play ball! Welcome into the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com. Righteous Felon Jerky and Mahler Bros Golf. I'm your host, Vince Stover, and I am joined by the senior fantasy baseball writer from BellyUpFantasySports.com, Kevin Wilson. Hey, Kev, how you doing? I'm doing great. And, uh, you know, you just exposed me to uh, the guy that got hit straight in the face with the baseball, so I'm doing much better than he is. So uh, life is good here, and uh, it was supposed to rain this weekend. It did not. So... Life in Texas, we're all good. Yeah, it got hot this week. Uh, I was outside at work, and and I, I missed the cool weather. Um, the grass is dying already, so yeah, oh, no, no rain uh, here either. So, okay. <laughs> But hey, it is uh, raining hot takes and fantasy baseball world here on the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. We do want to welcome in our live viewers watching on the Sports Stove YouTube page and those viewing on the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page as well as all the, those listening later via the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Kev, we got a good guest coming up in a few minutes, but first, we're going to have our Fantasy Burner segment. The Fantasy Burner segment is presented by Mahler Bros Golf. We all want to look good on the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. Mahler Bros Golf has polos that look good and feel good. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better. And on a hot summer day on the golf course, there's no polo that you'd rather wear than Mahler Bros Golf signature polos. So don't wait to try out your new favorite golf apparel. Upgrade your golf attire at MahlerBros.com. That's M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S, MahlerBros.com. Use the code BELLYUP to get 15% off your purchase. Turn heads on the course or wherever you wear Mahler Bros polos. Mahler Bros Golf. Look good, feel good, feel good, play good. And we're going to actually be joined by one of the Mahler brothers, uh, one of the Mahler Bros here in just a few minutes. But uh, first, let's get into our Fantasy Burner segment, which is the segment where we kind of hit one topic relatively quickly here to get things started. And today we want to look at players on bad teams that are still fantasy relevant. And specifically, I mentioned uh, in our in our earlier chat this week, uh, looking at the Oakland A's, the Kansas City Royals, and the Washington Nationals, because those are teams that I don't look to go get players from <laughs> because of how bad they are. But there are still players there being relevant and helping out fantasy teams. So let's get started uh, here with good players on bad teams. And Kevin, I'll let you start off with the player and team of your choice. All right. So I'm going to start off with the uh, the Washington Nationals. And there are a couple of places you could go with that, unbelievably enough. 
But uh, I'm going to go with uh, Hebert Ruiz, the catcher, because, uh, you know, catcher can always be a frustrating position in fantasy baseball. Maybe not so much this year as in times past, but still pretty frustrating. But uh, Hebert Ruiz, he's right around 50% owned. But uh, I don't know if you saw against my Dodgers, no less, the other day, he had two home runs. He had three RBIs and he had three runs scored and 16 fantasy points. Mm -hmm. So he has seven homers on the year, 24 RBIs, 17 runs scored. And uh, you will certainly use that as a catcher if you need one. So he is going to start off my uh, segments right here. I like it. He went yard three times against L.A., twice in one game, of course, like you just mentioned. Right, and he went and yard the day the game before, before that. That's correct. Yeah. Three homers in two days in Dodger Stadium, which, as we know, is a is a church park. But he still hit three home runs. He sure did. And he's only gotten negative points twice in the last 10, uh, 15 days, excuse me. And uh, he's played all but three games in that stretch as well. And that's uh, all catchers are going to have days off. Yeah. yeah. So if you get a guy that's in your lineup five, six days a week at the catcher position, you are certainly doing pretty well. Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, I'm going to look and talk about Mackenzie Gore. He's a guy we've talked about on this program before. He's leading the Nationals in points and fantasy points leagues uh, with 200, or excuse me, 156 points. <laughs> He's the starting pitcher, only owned by 25% of teams in ESPN leagues. Uh, but he's had some some great pitching opportunities this year. 80 strikeouts on the year. Um, his win-loss record isn't good, but he pitches for the Nationals. But uh, he's putting up points, 3.66 ERA. Uh, so he's actually, you know, he's, he's holding his own there. And, uh, and he's done it against some decent teams as well. And, you know, I look at the Nationals. You know, I've talked about Lane Thomas. We've talked about him last week a little bit too. And I right. like Lane Thomas. They, they're doing okay. Candelario's having an okay year as well, fantasy-wise. But I looked at this team and I said, man, if there's a guy from the Nationals that I would pick out of all of them, it would actually be on the pitching side of things, McKenzie Moore, just because of what he's given. It's again, 64 innings pitched to 80 strikeouts is uh, pretty amazing. <laughs> Six quality starts to start off the year as well. Um, so a lot of good things going on for him. And I think the Nationals, uh, they're a team that do not interest me in any way as far as in real baseball to watch them or anything like that. No. But they do have guys that are producing. And so you can find some guys down there on the Nationals team and and uh, find someone that can help your fantasy team out there as well. Uh, I'll go to the next team, Kevin, and uh, let's go ahead and go to Oakland. They're the worst team in the league. They're, they're number 30 on the sports stove, MLB power rankings. <laughs> and that's well uh, have been there. Pretty much all year long. And, you know, it's interesting. They actually have a couple of different guys you could look at. Uh, yeah, but I'm going to go with a guy who's been better as of late, and that's first baseman Ryan Nada. Um, the last uh, in the last two weeks, he's actually been the highest scoring fantasy player on the team. And uh, he is uh, available in our league. Uh, he's available in 99.2% of all leagues out there, only owning 0.8% of ESPN leagues. Um, and he's not great. No one in Oakland is. Uh, you know, and I looked at Estroy Ruiz. He's been stealing bases like uh, like he's on Grand Theft Auto. I mean, it's been just nonstop. Brent Rooker had right. good moments. He leads the majors in stolen bases. Yeah, Shea Langeliers is fine at catcher. But 
Uh, I like what Ryan Nauta is doing, and I think he's a guy that can produce some value for your fantasy team as well. He's got six home runs and uh, two stolen bases. Not a lot, of course, but um, he's he's producing, especially as of late. So that's the guy I like in Oakland. How about you? Okay, so I'm going to go with the guy, and I'm kind of giving away my article that's coming out tomorrow, but uh, um, he's 3% owned, and I'm talking about a pitcher, no less, J.P. Sears, and I don't know what the J and the P stand for, to be quite honest with you, but uh, what he, uh, the Yankees lit him up for five runs. Since then, against Texas, and that's notable because as we talked about pre-game, they've scored 27 runs in their last two games. He held them to two runs on five hits. Next against at Houston, no less, two runs, five hits. At Seattle, one run, three hits. Against Atlanta, another good hitting team, one run, four hits. Now, he's not a strikeout guy, so don't be looking for that. But uh, he doesn't walk a lot of people, and uh, he doesn't even have a win on the season. But this is what he's done. He scored 13, 18, 10, 15 fantasy points. Mm -hmm. So if you need help on your pitching rotation, and he starts tomorrow against Pittsburgh Pirates, who have kind of throttled back way, which nobody's surprised by, but that sets him up for a two-start week. So I would certainly look in J.P. Sears of a, of a direction if you need pitching help and somebody that's widely available. So he is my Oakland A's selection. Yeah, I like him, especially in deeper leagues, 12-man, 14-man leagues. I think he's a guy that brings a lot of value in your 10-man league. you got to have to be hurting at pitcher to go to an Oakland A, but he is producing. There's no doubt about that. He is producing, and so, you know, and he's, like you said, he's on a bad team. Yeah. And, you know, I I just cannot believe that I'm actually talking about a pitcher. It's June that does zero wins. It's crazy, isn't it? (laughs) It's crazy, but he, you know, he's earned it, so – yeah. That's my selection right there. All right, give me your Kansas City guy. My Kansas City guy, which is another dude that surprises me to no end. This is way the other direction. He's a veteran guy who has been around for, I don't know, since Nixon was president, something like that. <laughs> but uh, I'm talking about Zach Grinky, pitcher, Kansas City Royals. And so he's 5% owned. And this is what he's done uh, over his last six starts. No runs, three runs, two runs, two runs, one run, no run. Hmm. He has 115 fantasy points on the season. He has won just one game, unbelievably enough. He's one and five on the season. But Tuesday he goes and he pitches against the Miami Marlins in Miami. And uh, Miami is a sorry excuse for an offensive ballpark. I've never seen it. I understand it's a nice ballpark to be in inside and all that, but uh, it holds down hitters. So if you're, once again, needing pitching, look in his direction. If for no other reason, this start right here. And uh, like I said, 5% owned, and he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing out there. And uh, he's only walked three guys in these six starts that I'm talking about. So he doesn't beat himself by putting guys on base. So he is the, uh, there, there's a lot of guys who probably could pick well, I'm not a lot, but there are a few from Kansas city that you could select, but he is my pick in this category. Yeah, you're, 
Grinky's a great example of a guy who's valuable in points leagues and not in categories leagues. Um, categories why he's not going to give you wins. He's not going to give you strikeouts. No, he's not going to uh, give you wins. <laughs> but no, in a points league, he's the most strikeouts he has during that same period. Yeah. But, you know, like you said, in points leagues, he's giving those. Oh, no yeah. negative points what anywhere, shape or form. So Miami in Miami, that's that's the start that you could definitely take advantage of. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy that has actually answered the call this year, a guy that everybody was in on, and unlike MJ Melendez, uh, actually came through so far this season. It's first baseman Vinny Pasquantino. Uh, leads the team in points uh, for fantasy points. He is uh, nine home runs. He's only struck out 30 times, which is basically the best on his team right now, uh, percentage-wise at the very least. And uh, he's having a great year. He's, again, doing what he was supposed to do. Everybody was expecting MJ Melendez to have this great year, and he didn't. Perez has been decent. Bobby Witt's been he good again. And but Pasquantino's been it uh, in Oakland – or in Kansas City, excuse me. Uh, so that's my pick. So there right. you go. Good players on bad teams. There's a couple for you to look at for your fantasy team. Pasquantino will not be available. Right. And just because uh, they're on a certain <laughs> team does not mean, you know, whatever reason, and you know, don't – kryptonite yeah right if they can yeah. help you out in fantasy that's all that's important i acquired pasquantino in a league uh earlier this year i traded uh who did i trade michael harris and um pete alonzo and i got corbin burns and vinnie pasquantino that trades worked out just fine for me with michael harris yeah uh, until corbin burns gets thrown out of ball game Right. No, it was after he was done. It was okay. We'll, well talk right. about that. More. I saw that he got thrown out, but yeah, <laughs> he was done for the day anyway. He was done. He was done. All right. That's our Fantasy Burners segment. It's now time for our guest segment we call the Call to the Pit. Our guest segment, our Call to the Pin, is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the, the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land. To lock up supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, and freshest beef jerky on the market, uh, go to RighteousFelon.com. Use promo code BELLYUP. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. And joining us now uh, for the first time on this program is a uh, co-host of a Belly Up podcast, Rising to the Occasion. He's also uh, does a lot in the Belly Up world. And he's also a Mahler bro, which we talked about in our previous segment as well. Josh Mahler joins the show. Josh, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing okay, very good, man. Glad to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I want to talk. Now, this segment is presented by Righteous Fell. And our previous segment, though, was presented was by, by Mahler Bros Golf. <laughs> and uh, so before we get into the baseball talk, tell us a little bit about everything going on at Mahler Bros. Yeah, I mean, it, it honestly started as just something, you know, I – more or less a dream uh but then you know it became more of a reality whenever i started exploring and kind of researching more and uh, kind of finding out how i could find a really comfortable polo that I, I could also find you know for me personally i can i can design the polos and then uh kind of distribute that to other people and so kind of something that i've always enjoyed on the golf course is just the i guess the the attire that you get to wear you get to kind of get to wear kind of the crazy polos and the crazy colors and designs and everything but uh, of course, that's not always the case for everybody. Some people just like to kind of keep the the nice and, and subtle designs and everything. And that's kind of what we keep. And so we can kind of explore around that. So I just kind of started off as just kind of, like I said, a dream. And 
uh, started exploring in, into how I could make this brand. And it was between me and my brother. And uh, we ended up creating our own golf polo brand and kind of going from there and started off really small and uh, kind of it's kind of slowly growing as as time goes on. So it's, it's been exciting, been a lot of fun to, to kind of create my own brand. Definitely. And again, that's MahlerBros.com. Use the code BellyUp, get 15% off your purchase there as well. I see you wearing a Sooners shirt. Uh, so are yep. you are you following the softball stuff? What's going on there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm a, a diehard for the softball team. I've been uh, following them for probably four or five years uh, since they really came on. They haven't on lost the, the game scene, probably so. since you started following them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 been a, a big, big dynasty here recently and uh, chasing for a three-peat. Nice. Very, very awesome. All right, so let's get into some baseball talk. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about the AL East a bit with you tonight because of your fandom. Um, so talk about how you, how did you come about uh, to pick your Major League Baseball team and how long have you been cheering them on? So I'm, I'm a, a fan of the Red Sox. Um, it started back, I think, in third grade. I think I was on a, a Little League team where I was on the Red Sox team, and it's just kind of kicked off a fandom since then. You know, I didn't really have an, an MLB team per se. And I had some family members, some cousins that were Red Sox fans too. So that kind of made it easy. Uh, supported them for quite a few years. I kind of fell out of baseball altogether just because I was a football player and a wrestler. And so I feel like right around maybe my sophomore year, I didn't really watch too much baseball. And then uh, kind of leading up till maybe, I don't know, three years ago, I think I really started kicking back into it. And this year I, I decided, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting hardcore onto MLB and trying to keep up with the league, you know, as, as hard as I can anyways, and uh, try to get back into the, into the game. So I feel like this year I've, I've, I've made my statement kind of on our show. I said, you know, I haven't really been a baseball fan. Uh, you know, I've been, I, I've always kind of paid attention to the league, but not really been a hardcore fan. Uh, and so I said, I've, I've got to pick a team. I'm going to go back to my Red Sox. Yeah. That's similar to, to what I did. I came growing up now, I'm a fair amount older than you, but um when the strike hit back in the day, uh, I was kind of like, all right, fine. I'm done with these baseball people. Uh, but I got through college and got into adult life. And I was like, I need a baseball team. So uh, I started cheering on the Brewers because the, I was in Nashville and the minor league affiliate was there and and knew all the players at the time, the Prince Fielders and the Corey Hearts and people like that. And uh, so so dove into the Brewers and have been, been there ever since. But uh uh, I understand that getting away for a little bit and then coming back to it yep. uh, is a lot of fun. Now you look at the Red Sox right now. Worst case, you, I mean, you go, man, they're last place in the East. But then you look at their record and you're like, well, they should they be uh, what a half game back in the Central? They would be right <laughs> there in the hunt in the West. And and hard to believe that 11 games back in the East was still second best in many of the other divisions. Uh, what was the expectation for you as a Red Sox fan coming into the season for the Red Sox this year? Yeah, so like I said, I, I wasn't really a fan prior years, you know, probably the last several years, but I was always kind of keeping up with with specifically the Red Sox because that was still kind of my team uh, that I kind of owned. And so I, I knew coming into this year, I knew pitching was going to be an issue. Uh, and, you know, and, and I, I knew that I, I couldn't really expect too much picking up uh, Raphael Devers, I think was, a, was a huge pickup and it's, it's proven uh, on the field and everything, but uh, I didn't really have too much of an expectation. I also didn't expect uh, the, the offense to explode as much as they did really kind of maybe earlier in the season, but you know, there was several, several times where I'd be betting the over on them knowing uh, that I'm probably betting a, a safe bet here. Uh, and so, I mean, that's, that's, I think their offense has exceeded expectations. Um, their defense, I feel like, has kind of met expectations 
Uh, and and that's not saying too much for, for the Red Sox right now. I feel like they've been on a down down slope here for a while now. But, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, I, you, like you said, it's it's tough because you, you do look at the where they're sitting at in their their division. But overall, in the league, I think they're 13th or 14th in power rankings right now. Uh, and really, I mean, to, to sit in the in the, the last on uh, the AL East, it's it's not really that that bad whenever you're looking at how good the AL East is this year with the you know the Rays on their tear and of course the Yankees are now kind of starting to bounce back up where we expected them to be at the, towards the beginning of the season. Yeah, definitely. Now, if you go to BellyUpSports.com, you can find my latest power rankings that just got posted uh, earlier this afternoon. Red oh, Sox was thirteen. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I've got them right there in that same range as well. Yeah. And you're right, offense, they, they have the second highest run scored in the East, um, but they also have the highest runs against in the East. Yeah. And that's exactly what you were just talking about. The offense has been good. Pitching and the defense has had its issues, and that's where you sit. Um, they're plus 12 run differential, but that's, again, last in the East where they are. And you got the Blue Jays, the Yankees, the Orioles, who have been really good, and, of course, the Rays, who started off so incredibly hot and have yet to really cool off. Uh, yet this year as well. And so when you're in a division like that, so I, again, I'm a Brewers fan. We're in the in El Central. There's, you know, we're not afraid of the Pirates and we're just excited the Cardinals stink. So um, there's not a whole lot of sweating, a whole lot of things, you know, going on there. But in the AL East, every single one of these teams is probably going to be deserving of a playoff spot. They're not all going to get it, but they're going to be deserving of a playoff spot. And uh, what's the hope right now or the anticipation right now uh, for you as a Red Sox fan of, you know, the kind of if can they make a run and make the playoffs or are they always going to be behind what's going on in the East? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can make a run. Uh, you know, I think they've played pretty well against the, the Rays overall. And I know they've, they've lost, I think, two so far against them. But uh, or I guess they, they yeah, they lost two and one one, if I remember correctly. And so, you know, they're, they're playing pretty well against really the best team in the league right now. Uh, and so that, that kind of gives you some hope. And you kind of look through their their schedule. Uh, I know they've got the Guardians coming up. I know the Yankees isn't going to be an easy task. But, uh, I mean, you've, you've got some like the Rockies, I know, c- coming up and even the Twins. that You can really put together some 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 wins and really start to add those up. And so, I mean, I think there is some hope. Um, but I, I think just the fact that you're coming away, if, if you can end the season better than 500, I feel like that's that's a win for this season. Because, like I said, expectations weren't high for Boston fans. Uh, they shouldn't have been anyways. Uh, if they, if they were, they were maybe uh, expecting a little too much from the team, but uh, I, I definitely think if you can end the season above 500, you're better than half the league there and uh, in, sitting in a pretty good spot going into next season. I think. Kevin, I agree with Josh on that. A 500 season for Boston successful this year. Uh, what do you think about that? That statement? Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with that hundred percent, especially given the division as we talked about that they're in. And so, uh, you know, Josh, my question to you is Yankees, Red Sox, is that as intense a rivalry as it's ever been? Or is that starting to maybe slack off a little bit right there, you know, because, you know, the Red Sox, you know, they're in last. So, but is that yeah. still an intense rivalry to the fans? Yeah, I know when there? I was. I know when I was younger, uh, it was definitely a big rivalry. Uh, and, and even before before my time, it was even bigger. Um, you know, but I feel like even when I was younger, in the early 2000s, uh, and even up to like maybe the early t- uh, 2010s, it was a very intense. But yeah, like you said, it's just with the Red Sox being as down as they have, I don't 
I don't feel like it is, but I'm also not really surrounded. I, I live in the Midwest, so I'm not really surrounded by Yankees fans. I'm more, I'm more surrounded by Royals fans or uh, Twins fans, and they don't really have too much of, of a say in, in uh, who's, who's further down the, the totem pole at the, at the moment. So uh, I haven't been, really been around that rivalry, uh, you know, physically. But I, I think just by kind of the atmosphere and what I've seen, I, I don't really expect it to be too much of a rivalry until maybe, you know, like I said, and I think I'm just being kind of an optimistic fan and for the future just because I know I'm already exceeding expectations for this year. So that's why I kind of look forward to, to next year and, and kind of going on from there. I think that rivalry can reamp whenever the, the, the Red Sox are really showing up and actually winning games. I look at the, the team right now and I go, okay, going into the season, me and Kevin talked about this before the season started. Like Tampa Bay is a team you look at on paper and you go, you know, uh, they'll be okay, whatever. Uh, but you can never bet against Tampa because Don't Tampa always is there at the end. And now I want to know what's your respect level for Tampa being in the division? Um, are they a team that have, have, are scary or are they a team that you look at and go, how are they doing that? <laughs> I mean, kind of both, really. I mean, they're scary because you don't know how they're doing it. Uh, you know, you look at them and, and sitting under your salary cap and still being able to put up the, the, the wins that they're, they're pulling off and, and not, not just the quantity of wins, but even the quality of wins that they've put up right. uh, here recently. And, putting up quality wins against, you know, a good Red Sox team. I think, I think that's easy to say, you know, uh, you know, just looking at their schedule and seeing how the, how the Rays have done what they've done again with what they're doing it with. I think it's scary with how they're doing it. Uh, and it's, it's, it's really, really cool to see that story. Cause like you said, I, 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 we, we kind of talked about the MLB on our show as well, kind of going into the season and, and the Rays were not at the top of the list for, for teams to kind of look at and maybe maybe fear uh, just because they don't really have a whole lot as far as names on the roster, but they're putting the talent together. And I think the management has done a, an incredible job with it. Yeah. Especially 100%. playing in that dumpster of a ballpark that they play in. <laughs> yeah. The fact that they're, they're there every single year. And like I said before, you know, I've said it many times, if you bet against the Rays to make the playoffs, that's a silly bet to make. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, uh, so I grew up in the Nashville area, and when David Price was still there in Tampa, there was already talk about them moving to Nashville. And that's been a while now, and there's still talk about them being yeah, moved. Yeah, they were talking about moving them to Montreal and who knows where oh, yeah. else. And, yeah, but, but Price, down there. Price played high school ball just south of Nashville and, and actually in the town that I grew up in. And uh, and so that was always going to be a cool thing for Nashville to get David Price. Of course, then he left and – and, you know, he wasn't the player he was back in Tampa. But nonetheless, uh, it's in interesting that you have a team that's been in this kind of disarray for so long uh, and and talk about them moving cities and all this kind of stuff. And yet here they sit in the playoffs every year. And this year, the best team in Major League Baseball through the month of May, uh, they're still sitting under 20 losses. They're at 19 losses, 42 yeah. and 19. Yeah. Interim play today, 120-plus run differential. Yeah, 122, second in the league behind Texas, who nobody saw that coming either. Um, they've scored 355 runs, second best in the league. They've only allowed 233 runs, which is top, I think, uh, top four or five in the league this year as well. So they've done it with pitching and hitting, and they've done what they need to do. Let's go to Baltimore, though. Baltimore's this team, young, up and coming. I don't know how their pitching staff has survived this point in the season. 
but they've got enough of their offense to win games, and they sit second place in the division. So you already look at the Yankees, who you know are tough, the Rays, who are consistent, Toronto, who has a loaded roster, and it's Baltimore that's making this run uh, in the AL East right now. So again, and I know that your following hasn't been for super long, but how disappointing is it for a team in the East to go, man, now Baltimore's good? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's disappointing. But, I mean, I guess it's kind of exciting at the same time because you yeah. know that if you do reach that level where you're 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 above 500 and, and playing well, uh, you know, maybe if you can get up into the maybe 60% win win percentage or something like that, then you know you're doing really well if you're in a league that's that's that good in a division that good. But, yeah, I mean, Baltimore, too, the, the crazy thing is, too, with them, I don't really know what pitcher you look at and call their go-to guy, their ace, right. you know, because, like, they've got so many guys that are really good at pitching between. Uh, they've got uh, Wells, uh, Batista's done, done really well. They've got probably three or four guys that you could stick at the mound and say, yep. go you for can it. Even, you can go. even bring up the name Dean Kramer. Yeah. As a guy we could talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's they've they've had some some really, really good pitchers, you know, the pitching overall. I mean, just all over. Uh, so whoever they throw on the mound, you kind of kind of got to be worried about them. Yeah, their bullpen has been phenomenal. Um, the starting pitching, I actually wrote in the power rankings this week. Like, I just don't see how the starting pitch is going to hold up. But for now, they're playing well, and you got to give it to them. Got to give them credit where it's due. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's I- a wild thing. I think even on their offense, it's kind of been the same too, where, you know, you look at teams, maybe like I'll use the Yankees for, for an example. You, you look at guys like, uh, like their, their Aaron judge is that's their batter, but you don't really have a single, a singled out batter on the Orioles either. That's what's making them struggling like he has. Yeah. Yeah. Gunnar Henderson, who just became available in our league or no, maybe not our league, another league. Sorry. I dropped him in a league recently to bring back Manny Machado. Anyways, has nothing to do with this show. Yeah. I love what about the Orioles, Josh, is they just, they just lost Cedric Mullen. Yeah. To the IL. I was, well, actually saw that play live. He's on my fantasy team. So that kind of killed me inside a little bit. So how big a loss is that to them? I mean, it's it's definitely significant, but like I said, I think with how well-rounded they are, uh, I, I think it's a tough loss. It's definitely one that you don't want to lose a, a key player, a star player like that. But with the way that you know your your fourth and fifth guy is is going to step up on their team, that's what's kind of been shocking to me is just how how many guys can have their name called several times in one night, and then the next guy, then the next night have another guy have his name called so much, and so. Yeah, I think it's definitely a, a tough loss. It hurts the team, but the the good thing for Baltimore is that it's not going to hurt him as bad as if they were relying so much on him. Yeah, I agree. I think there's they they're built to last. I think Baltimore is. I think the whole division is. I think yeah. there's areas of improvement that are needed on all the teams. I mean, shoot, New York's pitching hasn't been that great, uh, but again, their offense has been good enough. Uh, to this point, Toronto, Toronto, I like Toronto's roster, probably as good as any roster in that division. But, um, yeah, they all got areas to improve on. And Boston staying in the hunt, uh, still a game above 500 right now in the East, even though they're 11 back from Tampa uh, from there. Josh is a co-host on the Rising to the Occasion podcast, found on the Belly Up podcast network. Uh, it's a great show. Well done. And uh, the kind of show that I like, uh, not as much of the uh, uh, 
more traditional, I should say it that way, I guess, is the nicest way to put it. Not as theatrical <laughs> as some of the other. Some people like that. That's fine. Uh, but, Josh, I like your show. Tell the folks about Rising to the Occasion, where they can find it, uh, and anything else in regards to content you're putting out. Yeah, uh, best way best way to find us, you can find us on YouTube, uh, pretty much all social media platforms. I think if you search Rising to the Occasion, we'll probably pop up and then also Rising2.com. That's RisingTO.com. And we've got uh, all of our content on there too. Um, but we're mainly just a, a sports show. Like you said, we're not too theatrical. I'm, I'm kind of a, 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 I'm a very outgoing person if I if I know who I'm talking to, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of bashful a little bit. Uh, and so I'm, I'm not super theatrical, but we definitely have fun on the show. We we try to add new segments and stuff like that, and new new stuff to the show to try to to try to draw in and and uh, make it fun for our listeners and stuff. But we, we like to cover all sports. Uh, we've we've gone as far as covering golf to football to baseball to uh, pretty much anything on the on the list. We've even talked quite a bit about softball here recently too, uh, because of my bias uh, towards towards my Sooners. So uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. We we enjoy it. And we, well, if they won fifty one straight games, you can be biased from here until Timbuktu. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and and even bias aside, it's it's tough to beat the Sooners. I mean, you saw it yesterday, run ruling a, a really the toughest yeah, team yeah. on the schedule. Because this is a Clemson house, and of course they played them in to get to the World Series, and they yeah. were one out away from beating the Sooners. And yeah. of course, it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, you just can't oh. ever count them out. Nope. Kevin, did you say you're a Clemson house, or they were playing in Clemson's house? No, this right here is a Clemson yeah. house. Kevin, Among we have, to have a conversation sometime, man. I don't understand your sports allegiances at all. Well, but that's okay, fine. So, There's nothing wrong with okay, it. I just so, uh, that, okay. So that's great, Vince, because this came up because I was on the uh, 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 no credentials required show the other day, and um, we were talking about the Florida Panthers. Of course, we're uh -huh. talking about the NHL final, right? And so, as I explained, this here is a cat house, right? We got cat, okay, okay? Yeah. and yeah. we support cats. Not dogs, none of that. And so I am obligated, you know, it's right there in the marriage contract, all right, that I will support cat team. And so we were watching a football game, actually, between the Miami uh, uh, Hurricanes and Clemson Tigers. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they got that paw right in the middle of the field. And, and my wife came walking in, and she said, that looks so cool. Okay. And up to that point, because, you know, I was, you know, a, a storm, you know, that interests me not. So I was a Hurricanes guy. Well, that switched uh, immediately yes. over <laughs> to the Clemson Tigers. So um, that's how that happened. That's interesting. All right. Yeah. I'm learning things. I've been doing shows with Kevin so, for three years now. And there I you go. <laughs> so, you know. Unbelievable. I'm a complicated right. individual. What can I tell you? Yeah. Uh, Josh, we appreciate you coming on. I uh, want to remind everybody, Rising to the Occasion, you find it on YouTube uh, or Rising2TO.com, and then also MahlerBrosGolf.com as well, even though this segment's produced by Righteous Felon. They'll, they'll be okay if we give you some extra push today. Uh, yeah. MahlerBrosGolf.com, and there's shirts, there's tumblers, there's T-shirts, there's all kinds of things uh, on the website so people can check out, find something they like as well right. and again, so, josh, so josh what's your favorite colored golf shirt my, my favorite what color color and golf uh, i mean my, my my favorite color is red uh i'm i'm, I'm biased there I, I i've always okay. i've always liked red that's my favorite color so i gotta stick with red 
Okay. Right. You wear the Sunday out. red on the golf course. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, you know, I've got a red, a red digital camo and a red, uh, uh, a, a regular red camo too. That I like wearing those. Those are probably two of my favorites uh, to yeah. wear out. So that's it's, it's between those, and then I've also got a, a gray, a gray polo with kind of a little golf golf designs on the on the sleeves and on the collar that I like. I think those are my two favorites. Nice. Nice. Very good. Well, Josh, we appreciate you taking some time uh, to chat baseball with us today on the Sports Show Fantasy Baseball Show. We'll look forward to having you on down the road again as well. Uh, Continued good luck to you in the shirt business and uh, with the show as well. Like I said, it's a really, really well done show. So I hope people will go check it out. Josh, we sure appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Josh. All right. We'll see you. That is Josh Mahler from Rising to the Occasion Podcast and MahlerBros.com. All right, let's get into segment number three. I guess I should give Righteous Felon a shout out one more time. Uh, Make sure you go to RighteousFelon.com for Righteous Felon Jerky. Use Belly Up as your promo code for 15% off. Now let's get into our final segment, the Fantasy Focus. Our Fantasy Focus segment is presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy sports, NFL, NHL, MLB, NBA, and whatever else you can think of. It's all on BellyUpFantasySports.com. And we come to this segment, we're always talking ads and drops. And so I had a hard time finding drops this week, Kevin. I I had to search far and wide as well. I did find some. Okay, so. yeah, I got two drops. Let's go drops first this week. We usually go ads first. Let's make people listen a little Okay, longer. so Let's let me drops. switch over then. Okay. <laughs> no worries. We, we, we can do drops. So there we go. And um, so I have one that's coming right up the bat. So All right, who you got? Okay, so my guy that, I, that I've absolutely had absolutely – Everything uh, he was been on my team most of the season. However, I can no longer support, and it's tough to support because he's a New York Yankee. First of all, Uh-oh. second of all, um, and he's got uh, he plays first, second, and third. So the guy I'm talking about is DJ LeMahieu. All right, and so this is what he's done this week. He had two points, negative one, one didn't even play, one negative two. And he's 60% owned, and so, and he's got only 80 fantasy points on the season. And uh, I like, you know, versatility as much as anyone out there in fantasy baseball, but if you're not playing well, that means absolutely nothing. So, and if you're on the Yankees and can't score runs, then things are especially dark to me when it comes to DJ LeMahieu. So, I cut him, and he's still adrift in our league so he had to go uh, i'm gonna stick on the yankees roster kevin a uh, guy that i actually pushed for adding and holding on to earlier in the season at this point it can no longer be on a roster and he's still on a roster actually in our league but it's anthony volpe the shortstop okay um, yeah that's one more you know, point than dj lemayhew He's right. got one less run than DJ Malamehu. He was stealing bases, 13 stolen bases on the season, uh, but he's striking out a lot, 71 strikeouts on the year as you well. You cannot have a shortstop. That's the aspect of baseball I don't understand, where you have a shortstop who has no power yeah. striking out that much. 
Yeah, and 10 of his last 13 games, he scored zero or negative points. Um, it just has not been pretty for Volpe. I like him. I think long-term, he's still going to be a guy yeah, that can be useful. If you're in a keeper league, don't do that. Well, don't I would get rid of him even in the keeper league at the moment. Maybe, but yeah. So, he's but, a guy yeah, that and, you can and, keep an and, eye and on. And redraft, he's got, you got to hit the flush. Okay, got to hit the button. Yeah, Anthony Volpe should not be on your team. He's rostered 42.7% uh, of teams. Uh, he is on Team Childs in our league right now. Um, so shout out to Team Childs. Uh, yeah, Volpe's got to go at this point. I like him, but he's just he's not producing for you fantasy-wise. You're going to have to find somebody else. Uh, you got somebody else that you're dropping I this do, week? I do, and this is the guy who was my pickup the week just two weeks ago. All right, and that just goes to show how fast the roller coaster goes down. All right, and I'm talking about Christopher Morrell. <laughs> he was my pickup of the, you know, like I said, a couple weeks ago, second base, outfield. You like that combination a lot. This is what he's done. Didn't play. Negative two points. Negative one. Zero. Didn't play. Today, he has three points, but that's not going to be enough to uh, curtail, you know, him getting kicked to the to the waiver jungle. All right. So, and it was nice while it lasted. He was as hot as anyone I've seen in a baseball in a long, mm -hmm. long time. Because he hit what home runs in five straight games and he had it was just crazy. And yep. but that ride has come to a complete and utter stop. <laughs> and so you're gonna want to get off while it's down there, you know, at the bottom. You don't want to take it up on the uh, roller coaster where it stops at the top of the hill. Now you're stuck. So don't do that. If you've got them, kick them, get rid of them. Add somebody who's swinging the bat. I got a. I had a conversation this week. Someone said, "Hey, here's a trade I'm being offered," and Morell was in the the offer. And I looked that up real quick, and I said, "I wouldn't do it for Morell." I said, "He's cold. He he had his moment, but it ain't now." And ain't I would now. not. I would not accept him in a trade. I would not. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go outfielder from Toronto, Kevin Kiermeyer, another guy who had a, a hot streak going on. At one point in the year, and that hot streak no longer exists. He's not playing every day. Um, he's had three straight games with negative points. He's only had two good days in the last 15 days. Uh, so Kiermaier, for me, is time to get off. And he's only rostered by 3.8% of teams. Uh, but he's rostered in our league, Kevin. And uh, there was a time that it was worth having him, but that time is no longer. And uh, Kevin Kiermaier is a guy that, again, I would watch because he's already been hot once this season, so maybe he'll get it again. But at this point in time, it's time to let him go. Go out and get you another outfielder that can do do something for you a yep, little bit. It's, it, you know, if you're going to watch Kevin Kiermaier, you want to watch him when he's in, in center field. Yeah. Because he, he is a great <laughs> outfielder. <laughs> but uh, you don't want to watch him at the plate despite the name Kevin. <laughs> don't No, don't do it. Okay. All right. Those are my drops. You got any more drops you want to share? I have just one. I'm going to switch yeah. over to pitcher, okay. and uh, and we were talking earlier about guys that had you know like no wins and one win and go ahead and you know they're they're pitching better than but there's a guy who's zero and five on the season. Okay, that's but he's got a five point one five ERA, one point five four WHIP, and he's owned almost thirty percent of leagues. And I'm talking about Reed Detmers mm. of the L.A. Angels. And so, but it's just not happening for him. 
He had no zero fantasy points last time out. Of course, he played against Houston, but still, you got to come away with some positive points if you're going to be a starting pitcher. All right, so Reed Detmers, I know he pitched a no-hitter, but that's way in the rearview mirror. So you, if you need pitching, add one of the guys that we are talking about earlier. Kick him. Pick up somebody else. You'll thank me tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I think, uh, you know, I look, there's so many bad ERAs this year. I mean, it is. There are. It's, it's, tough. it's, going, <laughs> it, it's through the roof. It really yeah. is. All right, let's get to some additions, and I'll get us started. Okay. And I'm going to start in the pitching realm. It's okay. a guy we've talked about before, and you've actually mentioned in this program this week, it's Baltimore Orioles, Dean Kramer. Uh, yeah. and I think I even maybe mentioned him last week. I forget. I highly had, support. Where, wherever you're headed with this, I highly support it. <laughs> Four quality starts in the last mm-hmm. six games. He's getting a decent amount of strikeouts. He's putting points on the board. He scored 21 in his last start against San Francisco. Six and two on the year. He's got a 4.43 ERA, but that's actually coming down a little bit uh, already. Uh, 148 total points, 54 strikeouts. It's not a Again, this is a points league. Kramer's good in the points. I don't think he'd be great in categories leagues, uh, but in points leagues, he's giving you enough with the wins, uh, with some strikeouts, with quality starts. He's adding some points up. He is not the best pitcher in Baltimore, uh, no, but he no. is up there for sure. But yeah, he's definitely roster worthy. I like that selection a lot. All right. Who else you got? Okay. So I'm going to move on to a guy who's on your team. Uh oh. And uh, he plays first, second, third, and he plays D8. And uh, his name is Owen Miller. Hmm. He's on 15.5% of leagues. But uh, this week alone, he's had two hits twice. And so uh, he's driven in runs. He's got uh, runs. He's driven in runs in three of his last five games. He's scoring runs. He's stealing bases. He's got two steals this week. So he's giving you everything you could want. And he'll get you where you can get multiple positions covered. And so uh, um, I picked him up. I dropped, you know, we've talked about, uh, what's his name, Brandon Donnelly or uh, whatever his name is. Drury. From the Angels. Yeah, Drury. Drury. Okay, my bad. Okay, so I like him at, you know, at times, like we've talked about in episodes before, but it was time to say love be to him. Hello, Owen Miller. And so, uh, you know, I like guys, like I said, that have this capability of playing different positions. He plays every day. And so get him if you need any kind of infield help. Owen Miller, Milwaukee Brewer. I'm not sure if there was a guy who had a hotter May than Owen Miller. Now, he didn't get all the home runs that everybody else, you know, like so fantasy points, maybe not. But in real baseball, he was incredible the whole month of May. He's earned playing time, even with Willie Adamas coming back from injury and other guys getting moved around. Owen Miller's going to stay in, in, in the batting order. Uh, you're going to see him, whether it's DH, whether it's second base, whether it's outfield. They're going to find a spot for him. And, uh, and until he cools off, he's a great guy to add to a roster for sure. Um, how about this guy? He's owning 64% of leagues. Uh, so that's not your typical addition. But... He's returning from the injured list this week, and so he may be available in your league. The San Francisco Giants, second baseman and shortstop, Thyro Estrada. 
Um, returning, like I said, from injury, he's got 13 stolen bases on the year, six home runs on the year. He's batting 301 on the year. The kid has been really, really good. And once he returns, he'll be the everyday starter as well. So uh, Estrada's a guy, again, 64% of leagues, which means he's available in 46% of leagues or 36% of leagues. Go out and find him. Uh, go out and get him if he's available. He's going to be well worth your time. Uh, he's got 111 points even with missing time with injury. So he's a good kid to have on your team. And uh, he strikes out enough to be a little bit of a problem. But overall, he's giving you everything you need. So uh, Thyro Estrada is a good addition to your team if you have a spot and he's available. He's not available in our league because uh, my dad's a Giants fan. He's already got him. But uh, but he is available in many people's leagues. All right. So I'm going to go to a guy who uh, pains me to talk about because he pitches for the San Diego Padres. Oh. But, you know, just because he pitches for the San Diego Padres is not a reason not to have him on my fantasy team. I don't understand those kind of folks. Well, I won't have him on my team because he plays for, you know, whomever. Sure. Are you trying to win your fantasy league or are you not? Yeah. So Michael Waka is the guy that I'm talking about. Okay. And uh, he had his worst start in a month against the Cubs the other day. And he still only allowed two runs on three hits. He did walk five somehow or another. I don't know what in the world was happening there. But before that, he was pitching like a dynamo. And uh, he's got the Seattle Mariners down in San Diego. And the Mariners are not as good a hitting team on the road. And so if he's available, which there's no reason to search for him if you're in our league because he's on my team. But if he's available, he's a guy who has come. Not like Joe Musgrove, who's still missing in action down there in San Diego. But uh, Michael Walker has all the Padres because they're a disappointing team in all of baseball. I don't think that's openly up to debate. But uh, (laughs) he has shown up because he's uh, 5-2 and on the season. And so if he's available, go and get Michael Walker right when we're done here. Go snag him. Uh, all right. Now, this guy that I'm going to give you, this is a rarity for me. This is a guy that doesn't play every day. Uh, so okay. typically I would say, you know, don't even bother with this guy. But the way he's been playing as of late uh, has caught my attention, but not very many people's attention. He's owned in 1% of leagues. Ooh. He is a catcher and he's okay. for the Boston Red Sox. Connor Wong. He seems to be playing about two games and then takes a day or two off and then plays two games and so on and so forth. In his limited amount of time, he has 65 points on the year. Six home runs, 15 RBIs. He's batting 240. He's uh, crossed the plate 22 times as well. Um, Again, this is a kid, a guy that has started to earn a little bit more playing time uh, in a relatively weak situation right in Boston. They don't have a catcher that is – tore anything up. Uh, Reese McGuire uh, is the only other guy that scored fantasy points at catcher for Boston. So Connor Wong is the guy that's earning that 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 spot and earning more playing time. Again, this is a situation where if you've got, um, you want to add a second catcher to your team, Connor Wong's the guy to put on the roster. Uh, and the way that he's playing, I think we're going to start seeing him get more opportunities behind the plate as the season rolls on in Boston. 
and uh, therefore be creates more value for you as well. So uh, 99% of leagues, he's available. And if you need a catcher, he's a guy to look at. All right. So uh, last guy, um, I could talk about J.P. Sears, but I already did. So he's right. a guy that you can look at. But another guy who is only owned in 6.1% of leagues, Braxton Garrett, starting pitcher for the Miami Marlins. Yeah. All right. So speaking of San Diego, he faced him the other day. One run on two hits, struck out seven, walked one. 19 fantasy points. All right. And he plays tomorrow against, and we talked about bad teams. He faces the Kansas City Royals in Miami. There's not a better setup position you could possibly ask for than that. So if you need starting pitching, go and get Braxton Garrett. This very, well, wait till we're done. All right. And go and add him to your team. That sets him up for a two-start week. I don't know who the second team that he would start against, but you don't need to be concerned about that because you want people who are facing the Kansas City Royals and Braxton Garrett is the next to do it. I like it. Uh, quick look at our fantasy league. Uh, Got to make sure he gives some props to my dad so he doesn't whine about it. He's going to win again this week. It'll be 9-0. One of his lowest scoring weeks of the year, 336 points. Uh, but he's still going to pull out the win as he uh, got to play the 1-7 and comeback season at Nathan Newton team. So uh, he was able to dominate even with his lower scoring. Kevin Wilson, still a one-loss team, going on six straight now after this week. Couldn't quite break the 400-point mark this week, but really, really close. He takes down uh, Chase, who you co-host with on the Dynasty. Right. Yeah, we talked this morning about that, and as I mentioned to you before we came live, he added every available starting pitcher in America <laughs> today, and uh, it didn't did not work out for him. Of course, he added Miller – one of the many Millers running around in baseball today against the Texas Rangers. And that was set for disaster right from the very beginning. And uh, as we mentioned, the Rangers have scored 27 runs in their last two games, 12 today. So that did not work out for Mr. Miller pitching for the uh, Seattle Mariners. Didn't work. Yeah. Bryce Miller, who I really like, by the way, Two straight negative point outings in fantasy baseball against the Rangers and the Yankees uh, coming off a 26-point performance against Oakland. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, Bryce Miller's struggling. I'm going to keep an eye on that. I have him, uh, I think, in two leagues and uh, like him a lot. But he did right. not do well today, uh, negative 13 points. But I'll tell you, I'll shout out to Chase. He, he put up 96 fantasy points today. Um, and some of those guys he picked up actually came through for him, too. Came through, like Ranger Suarez was another guy that yeah. we could have mentioned here. He pitched well. And uh, the other Miller that we have, the Dodgers Bobby Miller. Miller. The, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he was facing the Yankees today, and it's currently one-to-one in the bottom of the seventh inning. So Mr. Miller for the Dodgers pitched well, whatever else may happen the rest of the night. Hey, shout out Bobby Miller, by the way. Um He's got 41 fantasy points, 22 against the Yankees, 22 against the Nationals, 19 against Atlanta in the three games he's pitched so far this year, only owned in 38.5% of leagues. And most of that uh, has come over the last week where he's been picked up in 20% of leagues. So uh, that's a kid that we should keep an eye on as well. Definitely. Uh, 
yeah. Dodgers know how to produce rookies of the year, and they know how to produce pitching. So, uh, I'm able to defeat the defending champ, Dan D'Amico. Uh, I was scared I wasn't going to be able to take him down, but able to pull that one out uh, today as well. Uh, our fearless leader, Mike Brown, co-owner, co-founder of Belly Up Sports, he gets another win this week as well over Drew Childs. And Nick Macaronis uh, pulls out the, the win over Brennan Myers as well. So, uh, Nick, who I play this week. So. Okay. You and Dad are kind of running away with it at this point. Everybody else is close together fighting out for those last couple playoff spots uh, when we get, get to that point in the season. So it's a, it's a fun league. We're having it a good is. time with it. Again, it's a 10-team points league, and that's kind of what we're focusing on when we're talking through additions and uh, drops and things like that as the year goes on as well. Um, but anyways, it's a lot of fun. Dad's won uh, nine straight uh, after this week. Kevin, you'll be at six straight after this week as well. No one else with a winning streak um, right now, I don't believe so. No, no one else with a winning streak. And Nathan Nguyen will be on a four-game losing streak. Again, he'll be 1-8 and eight at the end yeah, of that, this. That comeback week. season isn't. It's it, it has to start soon, right? That's right. <laughs> it's got to start really, really fast. Uh, yeah, we're coming up. So we're in June. Uh, we're getting... Closer and closer to trade stuff. We'll continue to talk about that. Lots of injuries as well that we need to talk about as time moves on. A ton of injuries actually right now uh, going on also. Um, I know um, Giants put uh, Wood on the injured list. Uh, Bogarts is hoping to avoid the injured list, but headed that way. Wander Franco has been out for a couple of games. Uh, Pleasak, by the way, got DFA'd this week uh, for the Guardians to bring back uh, an injured oh. pitcher. My goodness, there's so many things happening right now, and we'll continue to talk about it each week right here live every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time on the Sports Stove That's YouTube right. and Fantasy. And we got Facebook. it all. That's why you're doing us, and we appreciate it. That's exactly right. Okay, Kev, uh, what article you said you mentioned it earlier? What article are you coming out with this week? Uh, well, I had, um, as I, I wrote an article this past week called you know, The First Summer Pickup. All right. And so I was taken back behind the mood to pretty much it. <laughs> well, none of these guys that you're talking about are available. Oh, none of them. Okay. So I decided that I was going to write an article about players that you can add that are below 10%. I took on the challenge. I've come up with some names and that will come out tomorrow. And if those guys are not available in your league, I don't know what to tell you. All right. These guys are, you know, it goes back to, uh, well, Yahoo. And like I said, I don't have access to Yahoo. I don't care if I ever have access to Yahoo. So I don't know what the percentages are over there. So I don't know what to tell you. But uh, another thing that uh, I got taken behind the woodshed was I didn't mention a guy by, and, and you can tell me if you know this man, Ellie Delacruz. You ever heard that name? Yeah. From okay, he's a shortstop in the Cincinnati Reds organization. And according to the people on Reddit, he is a mix between Alex and 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 Derek Jeter and all rolling into one. Only problem oh. is he has not made has not stepped a foot on a major league field. And I was they were like, Why don't you add him? Why don't you add him? Why don't you he's never he 
he doesn't have a major league at that. So <laughs> people are a little excited, little coming loose about him. And so, you know, I don't have a room on my roster for a guy who has not even made his major league debut. Yeah, I don't. I don't have room on my roster for a red, but let alone a guy that's not playing yet. <laughs> right. So, so anyway, so that is. I took on the challenge, and like I said, it is a ten percent below people that t- some of the ones that I've already talked about today. So that'll be coming out tomorrow, and uh, I'm finishing up a pretty busy week because uh, you know I do the show earlier on Sunday with Chase. I do it with you. Tuesday I was on. Uh, no credentials required. And uh, I was asked this pertinent question. Well, actually, it was put out to the field, but I was all over it. What do we think about Michael Jordan's flu game? I was all over that. I'm not having it. I'm still not having it. I don't believe it for a second. And uh, they put out a little snippet. They cut that and, you know, and, and put that on the Internet. So if you're wanting to know what I think about that particular game, you can check that out. No credentials required. Kevin Wilson, all right, and so that's out there. I did the uh, NBA Super Show for Belly Up that we had the other other day, so pretty involved out there. Just get over to the Belly Up Fantasy well website, check it all out. There's a lot going on. All right, very good. You can find him on Twitter at Kevin Six Two W I L S E A, and all his articles on BellyUpFantasySports.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. I dropped the MLB power rankings for week 10 on bellyupsports.com. Do that each week. Uh, so you can check that out as well. I'll have live shows. Right Thank you. Uh, live show both here on Sunday night for the fantasy baseball show, Wednesday night uh, with my dad on the Belly Up uh, Sports Show, Belly Up Sports Show, the Sports Stove podcast uh, there as well. And then we've kind of taken the uh, hiatus on the local hour for the time being with college wrapped up and everything like that. Not a whole lot to cover with EKU, but soon I'll be announcing summer plans for the local hour. Got some big stuff uh, coming up, some really exciting stuff coming up for uh, the local hour throughout the summer as well. All right, folks, I hope that you'll tune in next week. If you miss any part of the day, go back and listen. Uh, to the whole thing wherever you get your podcast or of course on the sports stove youtube page as well uh kevin thanks again for joining and it's as always bringing, bringing stuff to the table thank you to josh mahler for joining us today as well we'll see you next week until then we'll see you around the sports stove that's right <laughs>